Hey everyone, this is Danny, and you're listening to Imagine Me, the podcast that helps you show up as your best self. And I have a special treat for you all today. Instead of my normal co-host, Mr. Don Finklia, I have Ms. Maya Angel Finklia. Hello. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast that doesn't have it all together. Maya, if you all are following us on social media, then you've been noticing Maya's work. She is our new social media PR person. It is a very long name, and she does a lot of cool things that I need. <laughs> like, yep. Keeping me on track and making sure y'all get these podcasts when they're supposed to come out. <laughs> all righty. So y'all know how it is. Let me give y'all the social handles. For Instagram, we are Imagine Me Worthy. For Facebook, we are Imagine Me Worthy.422. Go ahead and like and follow us on those pages so that you can get update. And then, then if you really, really want to be an Imagine Me family member, then get on our mailing list because lots of stuff is coming this summer. New merchandise is launching. We're also having a few pop-up stores. So, you know, go ahead and follow us on social media so you can get those updates. All right, Maya, we're about to talk about something um, that I think um, is relevant to you as well. It's relevant to most people. Today, we're going to talk about how to develop stronger friendships. Okay. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's something that I definitely need to go over. Learn some cool tips how to keep my friends <laughs> in the future. Well, I think you're a wonderful friend, but I might be biased, and sometimes <laughs> you need a little biased energy. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Maya is Don and I's middle daughter, and she attends college in Kansas. So, do you sometimes feel like your friends are fair weather friends? Actually, do you know what fair weather means? No. Yeah, that's an old school term. (laughs) Fair weather means this is a friend who only pops up when the sun is shining and everything is amazing. And that's when they're there. They'll bring their storms. But as long as you are sunshiny and wonderful, they will show up. On the other side, there are friends who are really good at showing up when stuff is falling apart, but that sometimes it's the only time you see them is when stuff is falling apart. <laughs> They're only there for the tea. <laughs> right? <laughs> or when their stuff is falling apart, all of a sudden you get phone calls and text messages. And yeah, that happens sometimes too. Mm, yeah. I'm going to be like 100 with y'all. Um, I might not be a good friend, my friends might argue that I am a good friend. Some things that I know I need to work on is communication. I, You guys, I'm so busy and I get so many notifications in between work and school and the kids. I really do plan on responding and returning your calls and responding, your text, responding to your text messages. I just really forget. And I know it makes me look flaky. And it's okay if you think I'm a flake because, you know, that's flake-like behavior. Just know (laughs) that it's not on purpose. I really just forget. Have you ever looked down at your text messages and saw, like, a whole bunch of text messages? (laughs) Yeah. It's like the world ended or something. (laughs) I know, You got 20 different text messages from 20 different people. Uh, Oh, Lord, please don't be in a group chat. 
Uh, if you're my group chats. Me too. <laughs> so I'm going to give you all just, you know, a few tips that I've used to work on my friendships. And before we get started, I just want to be really clear that to have a true friend, a true loyal good friend that you can count on, you actually have to be one yourself. Mm -hmm. You cannot expect to be in a relationship that is so lopsided where this person is constantly supporting you, is always showing up, celebrates you, but you don't return that. You know, this isn't like one of those times where your friend falls on hard times and they need you more than normal, right? And of course you will show up and not expect anything in return. As a matter of fact, most friends will, real friends will do something for you and not expect anything in return. Probably won't even bring it up. But then there are those times. And if a friend comes at you sideways with a list of stuff they've done for you, they might be feeling like you're not a very good friend. Mm-hmm. So let me give you some tips. So the first one, develop the art of listening well. I know y'all are probably really tired of me talking about listening, but listening is so important to communication, which we know is important to every relationship. And it really just starts with listening. That's it. That's all. And sometimes just listening attentively to your friends actually makes them feel better about what they're facing. It's just sometimes they just want to dump a bunch of stuff at once and they don't need you to respond. They just want you to hold space. And when I say hold space, basically you are just that listening ear. I agree with that. Sometimes you just need like someone to just sit there and you just need to spill on that information. No comments whatsoever, but you're always going to have that one friend who wants to agree with you and want to put your input on it. Like, I agree with you, girl, but (laughs) let me just let this all out. Yep. Yeah, those are the ones who will always like that. So we'll get to the the reason and season, but (laughs) those are the friends you call when you need backup. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The ones who throw on the do-rag and the Timberlands, where where are you at? That's that's that type of friend. (laughs) Let's say you do listen well, right? And your friend is talking to you, but you've had a really crappy day. And it sounds like your friend has had a crappy day. This is not the time to offload all of your troubles on your friend. This can happen typically when someone is listening to respond rather than listening attentively. You know, like sometimes you could be, you know, your friend could be out here talking about, oh my gosh, I had the worst day ever. Someone ate my lunch. And you're sitting there thinking about like, Wait till I tell you about the traffic I was sitting in. Are you really being a good friend? So sometimes I understand that you want to offload your own troubles onto your friend as soon as they stop talking. And that probably is not the best time to drop in their lap your horrible commute in traffic. This is a time that your friend is actually venting toward to you. And in order for you to hold space, the last thing your friend needs is for you to one-up their crappy day. All right, number two, this one's important. And I actually went back and forth between swapping number one and number two. But as you can see, it ended up at number two. Be truthful. True friendship is not dependent upon you saying yes 
all the time. If you are overlooking your friend's faults, there might be an issue. So what I want to challenge these yes friends to to actually be honest. And if this is your real friend, I think they want your honest opinion. They don't want to hear yes all the time. I know for me, for my friends, a lot of times, you know, like I will like, hey, let me run this past you. Am I the a-hole? One of those moments. And sometimes I am the a-hole and I need people who in my life who are willing to say, you know what? You might be being an a-hole right now in the most loving way possible. (laughs) And this doesn't mean to go out and start critiquing and pulling apart everything that you think is wrong with your friend, because there might not be a whole lot. These might be just your projections. But what I mean is if your friend is doing some shady stuff, they they on that shady boots, mm -mm, you got to call them out. Yeah. You know, I've seen this happen over social media. Sometimes I will post something that's really cryptic, but also really obvious that I'm mad at someone and my friend will hit me up and be like, girl, take that down. (laughs) Stop Stop putting your business out in the street. Take that down. And sometimes I need that. Let me give you a couple examples of what it's like to have a friend who says yes all the time. So here we go. If you feel your friend drinks or smokes too much. Can you tell them that? Honestly, yes, you want to tell them. But for me personally, I'm very kind hearted. I don't like I don't like telling people off because I'm not their mother at the end of the day. And so I'm just like, yes, I support you, but at least be wise. Yeah, I feel that. And I know it probably feels really weird, but let's say this friend is drinking or smoking so much that you're starting to notice it impact other areas of their life. That is the time I think it's okay to say something. They may not be happy about it. And what I would do is approach this from, I care for you, this is what I'm noticing. Yes. And sometimes we can deliver some really hard messages if it is bolstered with compassion. That's what I feel. All right, here's the second one. This is about a phrase that people use a lot, tough love. So this is what I I want to kind of point out. What I think is an acceptable definition of tough love. So tough love basically is an attempt to further the well-being of your friend. And if your motives are pure, your friends will be grateful, even if you have to tell them they are wrong or they are doing something that could possibly harm them. They might be angry. They might resist in the beginning. Hopefully, if they're your true friend and they know this is coming from a place of love and caring, you know, kind of listen to what you're saying. It really should kind of be considered. Number three, be loyal. Loyalty is one of the basic hallmarks of a great friendship. You need people who are going to be loyal in your life. And this isn't just someone who is at your beck and call. Really, this is a person who avoids gossiping about you, who uh, keeps any secrets that you tell them safe. And in those moments where they have to tell you you're wrong, they're giving you the message in a loving and caring way. And you can honestly trust that your friend, your loyal friend is being true. How do you feel about that? I agree with that. 
I, for me personally, loyalty is 100% my top one. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot stay in a friendship if you're going to talk behind my back because, you know, we agree to be friends. If you're going to talk behind my back, why are you be my friend? You just hear from my life yeah. <laughs> story. More tea. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can be competing with your friends and not even know it. You can kind of tell when something really good happens to you, something that most people would celebrate and this person is quiet. All right. Number four, be supportive. You know what I loved watching this year was seeing Jamie Lee Curtis cheering so hard for another woman who was nominated for, who actually who won the award. Her enthusiasm was over and beyond what would be, I don't know, it was just something that both endearing and hilarious about her in a formal gown, whooping it up like she at the Arsino Hall show. <laughs> and I know you, that that reference was lost on you. Our CEO Hall, uh, let me see what you would have seen that. Coming to America. The uh, there you go. There yeah, it's yeah. in a second one, too. I can't remember. He used to have a talk show. Oh. All right. So because loyalty is one of the hallmarks of great friendships, you want to avoid gossiping with your friends. You want to make sure that you are, you know, a good confidant, that they can trust you and the things that they say to you, you'll hold on to. And another part is something that I think we were taught very young is you treat your friends the way you would want to be treated. Yeah. It just boils down to that simple piece. What do you want in a friendship? What would you like for a friend to do? And how would you want this friend to show up for you? The best way to, to demonstrate that is to do it. Be that good friend. Show up for your friend. Okay? Mm -hmm. So being supportive means uplifting your friends in their time of need. If your friend wants to work on a goal, such as losing weight or giving up smoking or learning a new skill, I know my bestie Mary is probably over all of my new uh, hobbies that I will call her out the blue and be like, oh my gosh, guess what I'm going to do? And like the good friend she is, mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> She's never like, Mm, girl, no. Um, I think the latest one was, hey, let's open up a beauty supply store on Amazon. And, and she entertained it for a little bit. And then I, I snapped out of it. <laughs> and I didn't bring it up. That's <laughs> when that creative mindset comes in. Things come and go because you truly don't know what you want to do yet. That's me. And I feel like even over one night, I come up with a million and one ideas um, and they all sound great at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's me too. And then when it hits the next day, you're just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> and so maybe you'll call your friend and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And sometimes I'll be like, that's a great idea. That other friend would be like that, that true blue friend who will hold you down. They might like, uh-huh. Yeah. How, how will you do this? Is this realistic? What like what is this going to look like? And once they start pulling that out, at least when my friends pull that from me, I'm just like, oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and part of being supportive and everyone might not agree with me on this, but all right. So let me just give you let me just drop um, an example here that is very true to my life. I have friends who are in recovery and not all my friends are in recovery, but I have quite a few that are in recovery from various substances. As their friend, I support them that when we go out, 
I won't order alcoholic drinks. But it's just a very simple way of supporting your friends. All right, number five. And it's sad that I have to say this, but avoid arguing when your goal is to win. If you start a disagreement with your friend with the intent of, I'm not going to bend, I'm not going to lose, I'm going to win. You might not you might not understand what a friend is. While you will not agree with everything, all of your friends' perspectives, I think some things that we saw during the um, during the uh, election is that some friendships were lost over politics. And while I will never be a person who is like, I can't be your friend because you don't believe 100% in what I believe in, I will still listen and I keep my peace. Is it really worth being right sometimes? Do you ever just sit back and know you're right? Like, I'm definitely right about this. Yeah. And you just keep your peace. Yeah. And sometimes you just really have to weigh what's important is trying to prove that you're right. Is that what you were seeking? Because if you are, then I think what's happening is you're you're matching that energy of, you know, the root cause that we see so much disharmony around us. Everybody wants to argue and no one wants to listen. And a couple of weeks ago, you know, I, we launched the podcast, um, How to Argue. And then that I hope you took from that how to basically have a disagreement in a constructive way. Even if there's not going to be a resolution, if there, if anything else, this is for you to understand your friend's perspective. And when you start to have an argument to win, we get angry. Mm-hmm. We may get resentful. Sometimes what all you got is just, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Some things you just got to let it go. Yeah. It's like, what does this friendship mean to you? Is it important? Is this person... Um, someone you value, then sometimes you let it go. I would like to <laughs> reiterate that letting go, it's not weakness. You didn't lose. What it is is a great sign that you love your friend, that you're a humble person, and being right isn't necessarily more important than your friendship. All right, the second thing you can do in an argument with a friend when you don't agree with them Again, this is one of those moments where, you know what, is this issue important enough? And what are your motives to being right? You know? Yeah. You know, arguments really shouldn't be about proving how right you are. What you really want to do is discover the other person's point of view, which is why listening is so important. Most of all, you want your relationship to be better off having had a conversation where you are able to just lay everything out on the table and neither person feels judged or uh, ends up feeling stupid or, you know, like you just you don't want to create an atmosphere where your friends feel like they can't disagree with you. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Can you disagree with your friend? And if you can't, is it is it really good? Six. Yeah. These are the basics. We learn number six. Before we should have learned number six, before we even start school, manners. Say please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Tell your friends you appreciate them. You know what, my friends, even sometimes when they're just doing like something small, I appreciate you. 
I don't let that, I, so I really try not to let the day go past without telling someone, you know, my friends, the ones I'm talking to that day, how much I appreciate them because they might have some unspoken brewing inside them. And you know what makes people feel valued? Simply telling them they're valued. Mm-hmm. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I really appreciate you. I'm so <laughs> grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So basics, please. Thank you. I'm sorry. Be polite. Thank your friends when they come over for dinner or just to chill. You know, it sounds redundant if you're saying this. Oh, every time they come over, thank you so much for stopping by. I really am grateful when my friends stop by. I am grateful when my friends accept an invitation to have dinner. Those, why else would I extend it? You know, I'm grateful for friends who show up just to check in on me um, or send me the the random text. Um, Hey, thinking about you. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. That stuff really, if you are a person who is built up by words of affirmation or builds others, this is something that's going to be really important to your friendships. And don't be afraid to say sorry. Yep. You got to do it sometimes. Say sorry. I'm a person. First of all, I'm a Taurus. And if anyone knows how, like, the characteristics of a Taurus, two things that we do well, we argue because we always have facts. Another (laughs) thing that a Taurus can do like no other is hold a grudge because we all really, we just, unfortunately, we're really good at saying goodbye. Very good at that. But sometimes when there is a friendship that feels more like family, there is a feeling of hurt and loss and you can actually kind of grieve um, a relation, a lost relationship with a friend, um, kind of like a breakup. Mm-hmm. And those are hard. You know, yeah. I think everybody can kind of relate to going through a breakup of a friendship and how messy and hard that is. Yeah. You know, particularly if you share friends with others, like if your friend group, you know, you all share a collective friend group that can be hard as well and if this friendship is worth it to you don't be afraid to say sorry that's it don't be afraid say sorry something so simple as an apology can either make or break an entire relationship and it would really be a shame for someone that you cherish and for you to lose them from your life because of your pride And because you lack the ability to be humble and admit when you're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Have you had moments like that? Yes, I actually have. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're really hurtful. But sadly, all you could do is just, like you said, say sorry. And also just at least hear each other out, you know? At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes in the moment... When you are arguing with your friend or when you feel so slighted by your friend, everything in that moment seems purposeful. Everything seems like, oh, you knew this would upset me. How dare you treat me like this? And if we were to actually to stop and think and really like compare evidence of our friendship, does this line up with what I'm thinking? Is my friend a bad friend? because of X, Y, and Z. Does this actually prove it? And if you really do have a true blue friend, the issue may not be your friend and it might be your ego. It might be 
you know, something that you're not willing to bend on. And it's keeping you from hearing your best friend's perspective. Yeah. Also, say sorry for expecting. Well, let, let me back up. Say sorry for little things that you think your friend should just let go. A misunderstanding is still a misunderstanding. If your friend, you told your friend you were going to pick them up at five o'clock and you don't show up to 545 and you act like it didn't happen. Well, at least I showed up. No, say sorry, please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I appreciate you showing up, but. Now we late. Yep. I apologize for being late. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, I used to have a friend where I had to say I had to be somewhere earlier than I had to be because she was always late. Mm. And I didn't take this as, um, like, at first, you know, yeah, it did irritate me because I was just like, I got stuff to do. You said you were going to do this. I realized that I wasn't special and that she was late to everything. (laughs) And everybody that, you know, that, that was just, you know, she just was really bad at managing her time and would be late. And so my remedy was to be like, oh, yeah, I have to be here a half an hour earlier than I normally have to be there. At first, I was really sneaky with it. And then I felt bad because we're friends. And I was just like, hey, you know, um, like I have to tell you I have to be somewhere a half an hour earlier. So I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just and that was honestly like a good way for us to talk about our differing values. I value being on time. Mm-hmm. That definitely was not something she valued in her life. Other things were more important. Yeah. And we know people like this. It's always important to val- value each other. And you guys may not be same, um, be doing the same thing, but at least put your foot in the other person's shoe and yep. the time to understand them and how they value their life. Absolutely. All right. The last one, avoid taking advantage of your friends. So this is um, this is where I'm bringing in the reason and the season. OK, and this is particularly I've noticed this in relationships with women, relationships, friendships with women overall is really difficult to maintain. And there's a whole lot at play here. Right. But one thing that I often see is that two friends appraise the relationship differently. Okay, so look, walk with me, right? One friend, this is you know, you one friend views the other as like they're right or die. This is my gay one, you know, your BFF to the end, or what I like to call my bestie soulmate. <laughs> Make sure the other person is in that space as well. You might see this person as an amazing friend and the other person might view you too as like, oh, we're work friends. And I found this out the hard way because I built some relationships at the last place that I worked at. And I worked there for a long time, years I worked there. And a lot of the people that worked there with me, we have bonded. And in the type of career that we have, you know, working with trauma and hearing people's trauma all day long, the it was so easy for us to turn to each other. It was easy because one, we we spoke the same language. We understood what it felt like being in a space all day and carrying other people's trauma while trying to manage 
something going on with you on the inside. It was good having that, having work friends. What I didn't realize is that we weren't friends outside of work. So when I left that job, when I resigned, not many of those people, you know, continued to talk to me. As a matter of fact, there was someone, you know, that I really did consider a close friend. And the last thing I said to her was, um, because she was calling about work stuff and we weren't even working together anymore. Last thing I said to her was, um, you know, what would be nice if you called me about something other than work. And what I was saying to her was, actually, I just miss my friend right now. You know, I'm at this new place and it would be nice to have, you know, to speak to someone familiar to my my friend that I normally would have this conversation with. That relationship kind of honestly just fizzled out um, when both of us were in two different areas of that friendship. I was looking for a different type of friendship. It seems like she might have had a different idea of what our relationship is. So. That's the first thing I want you to consider when I say avoid taking advantage of your friends, because in that moment when this person was calling me, you know, basically wanting me, you know, just to consult something, some ideas that I had, I felt in that moment I was being taken advantage of. I felt like this person had no other use for conversating with me other than to help them. Um, and so that felt really crappy. Yeah. But if I understood what our relationship was in the beginning, I don't think I would have got my feelings hurt. I misread that. I was really off with that one. Um, and sometimes that happens. Yeah, I feel like we all just need to be like, it's hard sometimes, but we should be honest in the very beginning so we can avoid these issues later on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's understanding the reason for a friendship. And, you know, like whether it's a work friend or if this is a friend who I love to shop with, you know, a friend who is really good at, you know, troubleshooting things. Those are reasons. Mm -hmm. I know people who have friends where, you know, like it's my Friday night friend and we go out and we dance and we do our Friday night stuff. If you like belong to a church or any like religion that and you attend services and the extra stuff during the week, you get friends from there. Are these friends who you can take to like the movies that's rated R? Or is this just like a church friend? We only, <laughs> we only do in the fifth Friday every month for the gospel skate at Skate City. If that's if that's what they into, that's it. Yeah. I have friends who are nerds like me. And those are friends that I go to Comic-Cons with. I have friends that understand that and we'll have those conversations together. Um, and you never know, those friends for a reason actually end up extending way past their season. All right. So you still with me? Yep. Okay. All right. This is what your dad, your dad kind of be like, okay, okay. I'm riding with you. I got it. Okay. <laughs> so the season is knowing when a friendship has run its course. Doesn't necessarily mean that something bad happened. Doesn't mean that it wasn't a good relationship. Some relationships organically just go away. Your life will sometimes, our lives go into different spaces, um, out of sight, out of mind, which was a hard thing for me to comprehend when I was a military wife. And every time I was leaving, 
those friends who didn't see me often didn't call and text as much. And at first I was just really angry. And then I realized, yeah, well, I mean, the times that they saw me was basically at work or church. And I worked at the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my friend group either worked at the church or served with the church. And so when we moved from that state, we really did try to keep in, in touch. And I don't hold anything against anyone from that period of my life because I needed them. And I hope that our friendship um, was as beneficial to them as it was to me. That was when your dad was first he got deployed. And then he did that year-long tour in Korea without us. I don't know how I would have been able to do that without friends, particularly yeah. the good friends that I had. Even when I got pregnant with Jada, I just mentioned a craving on Facebook. <laughs> in the mail, someone had ended up shipping me one of those friends. I was craving zebra cakes. <laughs> and zebra cakes are good. They're delicious. <laughs> and at that time, I was like probably three weeks away from giving birth to Jada, like I was craving zebra zebra cakes and those weird pretzel crackers. You know, it's like one side is pretzel, the other side is a cracker. No, I never heard of that. Yeah, it's weird. Like they look like flat pretzels and you can put cheese on it. Oh, okay. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's just the right size for a piece of cheese. And yeah. Those those cheese and crackers. Yes. They be hitting a spot, I'm telling you. But anyway, I was surprised that this person sent me a box of zebra cakes just because I was on Facebook ranting about, oh my gosh, I need a zebra cake or I might go crazy. <laughs> I might catch a case. That day it was pretty bad. <laughs> That's very kind of them. <laughs> but understand when a friendship has run its course that sometimes those things just happen. Sometimes there are seasons in our lives where people show up, whether it was a good or bad one, there was something you took from that relationship and it needed to happen in that season of your life. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason. Unfortunately, when you have so-called bad friends or frenemies, why is that even a word? I don't even know. <laughs> who's, like, who's out there? Like, Frenemies. Well, are they considered a friend if they're an enemy? <laughs> right? I can't, I can't reconcile those two opposite things. I don't want an enemy who's also my friend. I can't trust that person. Yeah. <laughs> but understanding the season and just letting it be what it is. And if it organically ends, it is what it is. Um, it doesn't mean that occasionally you won't see something that reminds you of that person. And Because I do. There's sometimes I will see things and, you know, I'll be like, oh, wow, such and such would have loved this. Or I will laugh to myself because it'll be an inside joke that we had. You know what I'm saying? The odd thing is following each other on social media and feeling weird by not commenting and at least like a, a like or I feel like I feel like a. Like a lurker, like a stalker. <laughs> oh my gosh, let me see. Ooh, our kids have gotten so big. Oh, that feels super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that because I, I still do that. Like, even though I lost a couple of friends along the way, I still care about them. Like, I still make sure they're okay and everything, you know. I ask about them and stuff. But other than that, yeah, yeah some things just have to go. Sometimes you just gotta let the butterfly fly away. Yeah. 
and don't fight it. Yeah. And that season is over and this person is making, sometimes they make it very clear to you that the season is all around. So sometimes it's just really obvious and you're just like, okay, um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to push this. I'm going to just let it go. That was a little tangential, but here we are back on number seven. (laughs) (laughs) So avoid taking advantage of your friends. If you only call your friends when you need help or if you keep asking them for impossible favors, you'll more likely come across as a pest than a friend. This and now this isn't someone who asks for something occasionally. Okay, this is a person. So the best way I can. um, All right. Here's a good scenario. When I was growing up, pretty much everybody had a job at like either a fast food place or at the movie theater or the skate park, right? And there was this assumption when someone showed me your friends or your school friends, even people who you just knew at the school, not necessarily friends who would show up, there was an expecta- the expectation of a hookup. Is that like, do you, is that reference too far? Do y'all still use hookup? <laughs> Hang out. <laughs> okay, so now. <laughs> so no, we don't use hookup. <laughs> so, when I was growing up, the phrase, you know, let me get the hookup, basically meant that you might pay your friend just a little bit of something here and there. So let's say you order some French fries from McDonald's and your friend gives you two quarter pounders, three milkshakes, four large fries. That's the hookup. Uh, okay. <laughs> I used to sell pages at the mall and I, I had like three or four pagers back then. It was weird because I was like showing off all of the tiny ones. And so then I had people who would only want to talk to me because they needed a new pager. And all of a sudden we were besties. Oh my gosh, girl, you look good. Mm-hmm. You will always be dressed and cute. So when the next time you going to be at work? Trying to use you. Trying to get that pager possibly for free. Exactly. <laughs> or for very, very cheap. I don't know if this is like a, a hood thing or if other cultures do this where we just automatically assume our friend going to give us the hookup. Y'all, and it still happens. It's one thing if I offer it. It's a totally another thing if you're expecting it. Mm-hmm. Don't expect that. That's taking advantage of your friend. There are times where, you know, our friends have gifts. I have friends who are incredibly intelligent, but I'm very careful in, one, acknowledging, you know, what they bring and also not always relying on that person because they specialize in that one thing. Yeah. So just, you know, just... Be, oh, you can hear my garden, <laughs> my plants. A little ASM, unplanned ASMR for you all. <laughs> I have a, a, one of those hydroponic garden systems in my office and the water just came on. That's pretty cool. <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this up. I want you all to try these strategies. And what I'm hoping is that your friendship blossom it brings a refreshing you know just something new to your friendships okay i want you to think about what it means to be a good friend and ask yourself am i a good friend because if you're not then you have to change some things ask yourself if you are the kind of friend that you are asking from your other friends ask yourself do you understand the reason 
and the season for your friendship. There are some friendships, um, and I know we've told, you know, your dad and I have told you and your sisters this multiple times, that not every person in your story right now was intended to make it to the end, Mm -hmm. to your happily ever after. Yeah. The older you get, the less friendships you have. But to me, those are the most, those are the most enriching friendships. And there are on those rare occasions where you have a friendship, a day one, that's your Auntie Paris. She is my day one. We've known each other since we were kids and she is your godmother. And so that season, that's forever. That's my bestie soulmate, Mary is one of my bestie soulmates. She is definitely a person, even though I met her later in life, I met her at a different season in my life. And now it really just is a supportive relationship. I have friendships now that are really strong. They're quite a, I would say quite a few of them um, that I see them being around in my life just because I just, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Oh, if I'm wrong, there'll be another podcast talking about Y'all, I was wrong again. <laughs> I misread the situation. <laughs> no, but you know what? In my older age, I've gotten bold. And I'm not afraid to tell people, hey, I love you. No, really. I say I love you to every single one of my friends before we hang up the phone. All right. Here is this week's affirmation, which is more of a quote slash affirmation. Note to self. It is okay to ask for help. Your boundaries are important. You're allowed to say no. It's okay to start again. Your feelings are valid. You are capable of amazing things and you are doing the best you can. All right, family, you are worthy, you are valued, and you are loved. Peace. Peace.